On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 4, Episode 8, The Mountain and the Viper, and Episode 9, The Watchers on the Wall. We watch in horror as Prince Oberyn's face gets smashed. We break down one of the greatest battles in Thrones history, and we pick which characters we wished were on the show a little while longer, plus many more hilarious segments. Winner is here. Hey guys, welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is season four, episodes eight and nine, the mountain and the, the mountain versus the viper, and Watchers on the Wall. I of course am Sims. I got my partner Sheedy here. What's up? What's up, guys? The mountain versus the viper. It's Isn't like Freddy versus. I think it's the mountain and the viper. Oh, okay. Well, Freddy it, versus it Jason. Sounds cooler. It's mountain, mountain versus, versus the viper. viper. I like. And we got a special we guest. Also have a special guest here, Brad Strelchak. What's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Long time listener, first time co-host. Nice. <laughs> He actually so long time coming. I think one of our more loyal fans. Oh yeah, for sure. We we went to Wesleyan together, uh, played football there, and now we're good old boys. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm uh, excited for the podcast. Excited to see what you guys do. So yeah, this is how the, this is how the lemonade's really made right here. <laughs> Happy to have Mike because not only is he a fan of the podcast and fan of Thrones, but he actually like knows his shit. You know? Yes. Because I watched Breaking Bad all the way through and I had no clue what was going on. I could never talk about it. Well, the thing about Breaking Bad was I binged the whole thing, so I like when I look back, I don't remember what happened really. Well, you I were think, in a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also think a good thing about uh, Game of Thrones is that so many people came onto it in a lot of different ways so like i watched it first when i was going yeah and then i watched it with my parents who wanted to watch it then i watched it with my girlfriend who hadn't seen it at that point so, so you kind of get to watch yeah. it from different perspectives, different perspectives yeah and, then, yeah. and then well you pick up on so much different stuff each time you watch it you can see that like the second time you watch it you see what's going to happen in the future yeah. you're like oh this decision is what yeah. you know like the, the walder Frey stuff that we just covered you with see, rob you and see you all see, the horror wizardry going on shay wow yeah. what a character i prefer not to see the horror wizardry <laughs> <laughs> bring it on uh, so you got some early birthday so okay for you guys who don't know, my Chris's birthday, birthday was, was February fifth. February fifth, so great time, good time. Happy birthday, Chris! Twenty-seven. Thank you. You gonna yeah. join the twenty-seven well, club, huh? A lady, a proper lady, doesn't talk about her age. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but your birthday's coming up this Wednesday, Wednesday. February thirteenth. I'll be twenty-seven. And you got some early birthday gifts. I got some early birthday gifts. So I got a bunch. I got some Game of Thrones wine glasses from a friend of the podcast, my friend Heather. Uh, hit me up with some sigil wine glasses. They got the we got the stag, the wolf, the lions, and the uh, the dragons. The dragons. And then uh, mom of the podcast, my mom, <laughs> uh, gave me uh, a fire and blood banner, which is pretty cool. Nice. Some dragons. I got a an awesome wolf LED light, and then this blanket that has Daenerys's <laughs> face on it, and some she titty just, action. Down she's below. just staring at him on the on the couch right now. Yeah, this blanket was a weird purchase. I mean, let's be honest. How long do you think that blanket lasts before you have to send it to like some the professional cleaner, cleaner to or like something? Stanley cleaners, the guys who do rugs? Yeah, <laughs> that thing's gonna be that thing's gonna be solid rock in like a couple days. Oh yeah, this could be some Dragonstone, and this could be Valyrian steel sharp in like two weeks. Time. Oh man, dude! Uh, but yeah, she like it's it's like pretty clear too. Like you can see her staring at you. Like it's a high quality know? blanket. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm gonna wrap it around a pillow and just go to town. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. But uh, yeah, so we're both 27. So I was saying, now that we're big and famous because of this uh, podcast, we gotta join the 27 club. What's that? Oh, uh, it's like Kurt Cobain. It's like all the 27 year old rock stars die epically. Oh. So. 
Well, all right. Hendricks, I think, was one of them. Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison. But after, after season eight, we have to do like a behind the blow episode where like we just talk about how our careers fell off. Yeah, where it's like we had creative differences. <laughs> you know, Sheedy was dropping one too many dick jokes. <laughs> I kept showing up an hour late every, yeah, every recording. Every recording. Drink all my Miller lights. I acted like I didn't care. <laughs> he never brought any more over. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Drink, don't replace. Uh, but so uh, this might sound weird, but happy birthday to us, hey, right? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some new pictures were released. Yeah, so in the Thrones world, they dropped eight new photographs, um, stills from the new season. Nothing really, like, too outrageous in them, but there was an interesting pic of Jamie Lannister, and he was full decked out in northern armor. Northern gear, yeah, it was dark. Uh, he had, like, the whole, like, kind of, and they uh, showed some pics side-by-sides of him and Rob Stark. And it looked very similar to the armor. Oh, nice. I didn't see those. Yeah. But, like, all the armor you see, Jamie, is that classic red, red gold, and gold Lannister, yep. which is swagged out. Like, the, I thought he always looked yeah. neat in those, but, like, seeing him with a new look, that's going to be pretty nice. Well, yeah, I was waiting to see it, you know, as we had the cliffhanger in the end of last season when he puts the dark glove on the oh, gold yeah. hand. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of symbolism in that you know he's finally replacing that golden line yeah yeah that's a good point it's true it's a good point about titties that's a great <laughs> that's a great point about titties uh and sansa and Arya look great they've yeah. aged nicely daenerys aged like fine wine <laughs> well i don't know if i like her new her new thing like before in her winter gear it was just like the white fur and stuff yeah but now she's got some red going in there some a little crimson mixed in yeah, she's just she's she's. she's and there was a pic of her and Jon Snow, week. and it looked like they were like on the front lines, kind of. Yeah. But they were like smiling at each other, like they were like flirting. So like, all right. well, yeah, that's like, uh, like it was like a Hitler and Mussolini. They were. <laughs> <laughs> they were always throwing yeah, each other eyes. Wild history takes. Yeah. <laughs> they were always smirking. Uh, should we hop into the mountain and the viper? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, let's so, do it. Uh, season four, episode eight. Um, really like. There's a lot of smaller scenes. I would say like the biggest takeaways from that. Um, in the beginning, you had like a scene in Mallstown, and they're just like showing how gross this one <laughs> hooker is. Like, yeah. Unbelievable! I don't think I've ever wanted anything that badly that I've ever <laughs> partaken like those. And she, her mouth's like black. Like I know. And she's talking about a dude's has a small pee pee, but like that's also like one of her patrons. Like, aren't yeah. you supposed to? It's not a good business model. No. (laughs) The customer is always right. And in the brothel business, the customer's dick is always big. Ain't that that the truth? Ain't that the truth. Um, And then, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to. So the way we're going to do this, I guess, moving forward is not so much, like, go over every single scene, but more so do, like, a true review and just talk about the important stuff, maybe. The the feeling of the episode. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be millennials about it. How did it make you feel? Real artistic and stuff. Um, but yeah, so obviously the biggest takeaway from this is the one-on-one trial by combat, Mountain versus the Viper, or Mountain and the Viper, as Sheedy says. Um, but before that, though, there's a cool little scene where Tyrion is talking with Jamie, um, and it's you know one of those heart-to-hearts. They have like a flashback of when this guy, one of their cousins, was like. Fl- beating up a beetle which was kind of useless Olsen yeah yeah Olsen Lannister (laughs) Um, and then beforehand before they have the one on one um, Tyrion's talking to Oberyn and he's like yo like you're not gonna wear any armor you're not even gonna wear a helmet Oberyn's pumped out of his mind he's so confident Um, his chick uh, Ilaria is super confident as well 
And I mean, he had, he had the mountain in the first half. I mean, he, he did work good boy work on him. Um, and then the mountain being the monster that he is can take a spear through the stomach and not die. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Um, yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I think, I mean, I'd like to do a little more detailed discussion of that in a little bit, but I think uh, one big thing that Chris touched on briefly was that I think uh, we get to see a little bit of the Game of Thrones being played in this episode with uh, Sansa kind of finally oh, yeah. getting to learn the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they was bring, a big moment. When yeah. they bring her in um, and kind of ask her, you know, what did you see? Yeah, so that she they, puts on the performance and uh, yeah, a little bit. So a little bit of background, like they there are three lords and a lady. Uh, Lords of the Vale, who are t- who they're trying to find out who killed Lady Aaron. Right, so they have like kind of their own little trial. Sansa shows up as a witness because they they think that Baelish killed a, killed Liza Aaron, which I mean he did. But yeah, um, there's but, a few big things yeah. that happen that we'll touch on yeah. in this episode. That's one of them yeah. for sure. But I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to set that no. scene up there. No, yeah, no, but, keep going. Um, but yeah, so you're right though. Sansa actually starts. All the lessons that she's learned throughout the years, all the torment she's been put through, she's starting to learn how to put on a facade and and get yeah. things to go her way. And Baelish even confronts her about it. He like comes into a room. He's like, "What well, is it like? It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know." And then Sansa's doing like this weird thing in this scene where she's like sitting on the bed, kind of flirty, oh, isn't yeah. a little bit. When she's, she's like, "What is it that you want?" Yeah. And Baelish is like, "Oh." <laughs> I mean, there's even a great scene where after she kind of puts on the performance, the tears and everything, as soon as she gets the hug from the older lady, mm-hmm. she gives this really kind of a hot moment, but kind of not hot moment. She kind of looks at, you know, Baelish kind of like, I'm, I'm in the game now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not a bystander anymore. But she, she, she was in a position of power there. You could see that Baelish was kind of shitting his pants. He's like, mm-hmm. is she going to tell what actually happened that I pushed Liza through the yeah. moon door? But then Sansa flexed on him and was like, "Yeah, I oh, got yeah. your back." She flexed on that on that guy for sure. <laughs> she flexed on him really well. <laughs> yeah, but she but like when he confronts her, it's very flirtatious the scene, and she's mm-hmm. sort she's sort of like like Brett said, she's asserting herself. She's working her angles. Uh, and another small scene to t- to touch on really quick is Masandi, Grey Worm watching her bathe. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal in terms of this episode, but it sets up their relationship going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the actors who plays Masandi is a fucking smoke show. So yeah. that's a, a hell, that's a, that's hell a of a scene. scene. Hell of a scene. Hey, hell of a performance. You know, I know we have the unnecessary titties um, portion of the show, but I'd like to also put a necessary titties <laughs> portion <laughs> for, that, for that scene. Oh, yeah. I think that was that's a new segment, and I like it. Hey, the necessary, necessary titties. titties. Masandi, that's thank it. you. you I also, first. It's necessary first time ever. Necessary titties. It's unanimous, Masandi. <laughs> I also like uh, I like Grey Worm's strategy. Of just sort of being out of the water, yeah, <laughs> like he's, a turtle, he's like, he's and he's like, just like Caesar, and he's just like it'd been great if he just went back down, <laughs> and he's getting closer and closer. I think like part of him thought like, well, maybe if I don't stick my head out that much, she won't see me. Yeah, like stand up all the way. Yeah, and um, then and then later when Masandi uh, confronts him, he kind of plays dumb. He goes, "Thanks for s- teaching I the common tongue. We know exactly what you were doing, Grey Worm. He's, he's, he's trying to yeah. he, he's trying to teach her some common yeah. tongue. He does later on. He, <laughs> he does, gives her some yeah. common tongue. He does the alphabet backwards. And then he, he like apologizes for it and she's like, no, I'm glad you wait, saw me. Do we ever find out about the pillar and the stones? Do we ever I think it's a, all gone. It's all gone. I, what if it was what if it was just balls? How weird would that look? That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't think. 
We'll have to we'll have to do some research on that. Yeah, we have to do a we have to do a Westeros history minute. Research people, we have some research people who always tell us when we say stupid shit. They can get on it for well, us. Uh, Bretzel's one of those guys. Yeah. Shit, he's uh, here right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> um, another scene I want to touch on was Ramsey's successful recapture yes. of Moat Kalen because yes. he uses Theon like the good little reek pawn that he is, but mm-hmm. also it uh, Roos respects it. Yeah, so. Um, Theon plays a role as Prince of of uh, Pike, basically. So the Ironborn hold Moat Caelan. Theon goes in there as a hostage of the Boltons and treats with them, basically convincing them to give up Moat Caelan. And uh, it was all Ramsay's plan. So in return, Roose Bolton takes Ramsay out on a little stroll through some plains in the north. And he's like, do you see this? This is the north. I'm warned of it now. And asked Ramsey, what's his name? He has a Mufasa Simba moment. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ramsey goes, he's kind of pissed. He goes, Ramsey Snow. And then he's like, no, not anymore. And Bruce legitimizes Ramsey as Ramsey Bolton now. And I and I think if it's anyone but Ramsey Bolton, that would be a really cool moment in the show. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah. because it's him, everyone's like, yeah. ah, I still hate him. But it's, it's a cool moment. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, he has the whole army behind him. He has the north and its expansive reach. And I thought it was a really cool moment. Could you imagine if that was Ned and Jon Snow? Like that would be amazing. Oh my god! And he would have been like, "So I, you are now my nephew." <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's another point. It's really brief, but they're you know they're after he's become Ramsay Bolton. They're you know in the caravan back to the castle, and uh, Ramsay looks at uh, Reek and he goes, "Come on, Reek, I need a bath." And they're like an hour and a half away from the castle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what are you doing? Like, Freak's just like, let him know what's yeah. coming. He's like, you're so far away. What are you doing? It's get, bath time. He's like, Rick, get that bath time. <laughs> he's like, come on. Yeah, get my ducky. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just watching that. I'm like, that's just weird. You know? um, but yeah, like, doesn't he, in the in the next episode, doesn't he like bathe Rick? Too. He rewards him for being a good boy. Yeah, yeah. not the next one technically because that's Watchers on the right, Wall. Yeah. But the one after, he Man. like bathes him. And, and the best part in that is he goes like Reek gets like naked, but he still got his pants on, and he goes, "And your britches, Reek." <laughs> <laughs> and Reek takes him off and wraps his like <laughs> Give him like a big old smile. Yeah, I I cut off your. You got no dick, man. Uh, Another thing I wanted to touch on. Huge scene. Britches, yeah. Yeah, we need to bring Brett. Wow, bring back Britches. Bring back Britches. Yeah, Yeah. Britches 2019. Yeah, you got to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that could be real problematic. Getting Britches. Leave out one one uh, important R and you're in trouble. Wear Britches, get money. (laughs) You know how it is. Uh, Another thing I want to touch on is this is really important. Sir Barris Selmy, a little kid, hands him a scroll. Huge. This scroll is huge indeed. It's the pardon from Robert Baratheon from season one. This is, I think the Lannisters fucking with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's Tywin Lannister weaving a plan to get discord within Danny's camp. So, long story short, though, it's the pardon for Jorah, because mm-hmm. Jorah originally was a spy. He obviously stopped spying very early because he believed in Danny, but still, early on, he was the reason oh, yeah. there were so many hits on her head. And this is given to Danny, and it's a super uh, sad scene. On his eyes out. Yeah, so Danny is rightfully pissed off, um, and she's queen. So like the first thing Jorah says is, "Can I speak with you privately?" Because he knows like she's gonna have to be tough while she's in front of everyone else. But she's like, "No, fuck that! Like, tell me what happened, exactly what happened." He confesses everything, and Danny's like, "You, you have to leave. And if I ever see you again, I'm gonna murder you." Um, Jorah's obviously he professes his love for Danny right there. And she's like, "Oh, you love me? Like, is that what you call planning to murder me and all this stuff?" And yeah, no, it's a, it's a hard scene, and um, 
you know, I think you kind of see the other people around her now that have kind of formed her inner clique. You have mm-hmm. Masande, you have Grey Worm, you have Sir, Al- Sir Barristan. Mm-hmm. Kind of, those are the people now that are going to guide that portion of the show over the next several seasons. And you kind of see Sir Jorah being pushed out in yeah. kind of a very unpoetic way. It's a very sad thing, like John, like you said, for someone who's been with her since season one yeah he's, I mean, he's an og she, she won't OG even like look yeah. him in the eye when she's kicking him out yeah that's a good she's acting just, job by i think amelia clark yeah. there i don't think it probably didn't say it in the script it was probably her choice to just like and, and that's like ultimate disrespect i think yeah. when you're fighting with someone you refuse to look him in the eye and, and it's stuff, it's but. it's st- like she, he's a father figure to her like i know that he has a massive crush on her but in her eyes like jor's been there since she was a little girl i mean she didn't really have anyone to go to with stuff. You couldn't go to Viserys, and at first the relationship was rocky with Khal Drogo. So Jorah's been there, and so it was very difficult for her. Shady, did you like relate on a personal level with Jorah there? Like, <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, Just not the, I would, the unmitigated advances. <laughs> I'm not giving anyone information when I spy on her. I'm just watching. <laughs> that's that's a that's a personal. It's a selfish thing. That's not like yeah. a helping a broader enterprise. Sure. I'm not yeah. giving I'm a, information. I'm taking in information. <laughs> that's thank you. That's actually a great way of wording it, Brett. I, I do be like that. That's that's um, that's why he's here. Qu- quick thing to touch: Arya and the Hound arrive at the Vale to meet. To meet the aunt. Mm-hmm. Guess what? She's dead. <laughs> Dude, Arya starts cracking up. Well, this is one of my favorite things about this. I was been waiting to bring this up. Like one, he goes, "Well, I'm sorry, she's dead." And then they're just like, "All right, we guess I won't. We go. We won't go in anymore." And they just leave. Yeah, they just <laughs> they've been on the road for weeks. They're like, "Well, do you mind yeah. if we come in and hang out for a day or two, like to maybe gather our strength?" No, yeah, that's a they good hit point. the road. Immediately. Yeah. Are there any weird red-haired girls in there that are possibly possibly a Stark? And then, and then, not only that, but they like it's the entire thing is that like being hosp- hospitable and having people enter under your roof and you know that goes out the window yeah. as soon as yeah. Yeah. as soon as, as, as it could be helpful. Dead. Yeah. Well, like, do you think that it's popular information that? Um, that Baelish is there? Like, does the mountain know that? Because I feel like... I don't know. Baelish is slippery. He's very... Yeah. He gets He gets his way. Because my thought was, if he had known that Baelish was there, Baelish would have been willing to pay a ransom for Arya, for sure. Well, and another thing that I really... I don't think... You know, maybe I missed it, but I also think, you know, this is the first confirmation of Arya Stark being alive in seasons. Years. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. And, and the hound nobody just, was surprised. The hound just says this, and everyone's like... Yeah. Well, she's done. You're like, well, no, yeah. you know, no one. And then we don't hear anything about like, oh, I heard Arya Stark was at the veil. Uh, the veil. Yeah. You don't hear about it ever. But he's point. just, he's yeah. just it like, never comes up. It yeah. never comes up. The hound literally just got there. He's like, I got Arya Stark. I want to give him to the ant. And the guy's like, sounds great. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's like just the most unbelievable yeah. thing. It's like it. That is what, like, just with the last name Stark, you would think there'd be like. We some talked shock about this there. on the episode. Uh, we had a guest star, and we were talking about when. Um, what's his name? Gendry is taken by Malisandra, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, Robert Baratheon is your dad." And Gendry is just like, "Okay." It makes sense. <laughs> um, one thing I want to touch on then is Baelish is in the Vale, mixing it up, and he's getting the the Vale in the mix. He wants them. He's like, "You guys have hidden here for too long." And mm-hmm. the one dude, oh, what's his name? The the big knight of the Vale. Um, I don't know. Uh, something with John Royce. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, he he's very um kind of offended by this, but Baelish is like, listen, Robin Aaron, he needs to 
he's a, he's a, of man age now, and at that time he's got to start doing shit. Yeah. And then that conversation kind of ends, and he's starting to get the veil in the mix. And then Sansa walks down the stairs, dyed black hair, looking real nice. Black dress, and she, and she just drops drops. You know, it's not going to be one of my best lines, but she drops a great line. She goes, "Shall we go?" Yeah, yeah. And then just Baelish is like, because he was talking to Robin, and then his eyes just go up. Yeah. She's got that course. Oh, everything, is, everything and, went up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, Sophie. Oh. I mean, we've, talk, we've talked about this at length, but I think Sophie Turner's top two hottest chicks on the show. Dude, lately on Instagram, she's been she's producing been, yeah. straight, straight fire. She had like a Louis Vuitton photo shoot or something, and it's just it's like, okay, well. Louis Vuitton, lucky man. Who is You guys that? follow girls on Instagram? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I only follow booty accounts. <laughs> Dude, you ever you ever like be at the office sometimes or something, and then like you just open up Instagram and then there's just huge ass, ass. yeah. And you gotta yeah. put your phone down really quick. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, I do that all the time, all the all the time, it'd too be, much. Do you like that? <laughs> In a healthy amount. Um, but is that everything we wanted to cover for Mountain and the, the trial by combat? Yeah. Now, well, now we got to get to the trial. Yeah. yeah true. Or, yeah. yeah. So, Oberyn has the win. He's kicking the <laughs> shit out of him. He has him, but he wants him to admit that Tywin Lannister ordered the hit for him to murder the family, his family. You know, this is one point that I, I thought was hilarious, that before we get, that before the trial by combat even started, Maester Pycelle comes out and is given the whole, <laughs> the whole like, oh, yeah. welcome thing, and he's like, may the gods bless the sword, and it's boring. You know what they need out there? They need Bruce Buffer. They need the HBO oh, boxing oh, guy. Yeah. Let's get ready. <laughs> they need that guy out there, okay? It's trial... If you can get that guy yeah. for a couple guys throwing punches, yeah. and trial by combat needs someone a lot better. They need, than they need Joe side. Rogan with the mouth. Like, you ever done DMT? <laughs> <laughs> they need something. They need something better than Pycel putting everyone to sleep yeah, before true. this huge fight. And I then, just, like, and, and like Pycel's mid-speech and Tywin just... Cuts him off. off. What was the undercard? Was it only one fight? Come on. So you don't cut off Bruce Buffer, okay? Buffer gets through his whole thing. Oh, Even yeah. Mayweather McGregor had an undercard. <laughs> I get no I get no other fights. I don't get some little So I, I compare I compare this trial by combat as the Mountain was the Patriots in twenty what was it, twenty sixteen? Yes. The Viper the was the Falcons. I mean, they he were up that 3 one lead. Three, yeah. The, the Warriors and Cavs, he blew the 3-1 well, lead. Yeah. I mean, Chris and I were talking about this on the way over here. You know, maybe it's just the, you know, the lawyer in me, but what are the rules on trial by combat? They both die. Yeah. I mean, obviously Oberyn dies first, but what's the, what's, what's the limit? Like, it's a draw. is it a minute yeah. after the other person dies? Is it a day? I mean... I, I need some rules. I, this is one of those situations, this is one of those catch things where the NFL's, like, you know the refs are under the hood, just like, oh, fuck, we're fucked, we're fucked. <laughs> well, we're I, fucked. Think, I think the moment that Oberyn's head got smashed in, that's like, okay, he lost. Kind of like the trump card? Yeah. You know, kind of, <laughs> yeah like, it would have been great if a doctor, like, ran up. He's like, <laughs> like, it's over. Yeah, yeah, there's a great South Park where they throw the pig dressed as butters off the roof, and the doctor runs up with a stethoscope, he's like, he's not going to make it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean that that scene's always brutal for me to watch. I still have to fast forward when the or when the Viper's getting his eyes gouged out and then his head just explodes and his his woman just screams. Yeah, Ilaria. brutal scream. And I also like it too because you see a lot of the um, like the inner struggle that Jamie goes through with the entire thing. You know, each right. time. Each time Oberyn, you know, seems to be winning the battle, he kind of, he looks at Tyrion, he looks at Tywin, yeah. he looks at his family, and you can see this is the development of Jaime kind of really starting to kind of like battle these inner demons about who his family is yeah. and really what they're doing to the kingdom. Tyrion's face is great when Oberyn dies. He's just like, yeah, he's like <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? 
Um, Tyrion had like a million dollars on the on the Falcons, and then they just he had a lot it. of money on it. He had yeah. a lot of money. On it. <laughs> um, so that set was the Mountain and the Viper. Really great episode. Uh, we'll get episode. to all the ins and outs of ratings and shit in a minute. But first, we're gonna go to episode nine of season four, The Watchers on the Wall. One of my all-time favorite episodes. Yes. This is the entire episode takes place at the Wall, right? Yeah. There's no. There's, the, there's a little in, bit in the beginning. In the that, beginning, um, some other stuff, but like whatever. But it's through. not. Yeah. First off, though, can I just say that horn? I need that horn. Dude, oh, I, I was be, thinking that when I. Heard I would it. be willing yeah. to like forego my entire cellular uh, service, like whenever I wanted to meet with up with my friends, just blow that thing twice. Yeah. <laughs> Muff squad assemble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One horn, UPS guys here. Two horns. <laughs> Two horns, beer time. Three yeah. horns. You don't want. Well, you don't want to get the three horns. That's it. You just don't want to get the three horns. Um. Yeah, take take a sip of that. I had to get a little sip. I had to get a little sip sip of that yummy. Put on my spectacles here. Uh, So John and Sam uh, start off this episode at top. Sam is the worst. He's the worst. (laughs) They're talking. They're talking. Like Sam wants John to basically just describe banging to him. And John yeah, is just weird. like, it's just like you're tangled up in this purse. Listen, it's all about nothing, all right? <laughs> Get that romance out of here. We all know what, we, what we're here for. And Sam is like, he's like, I'm not a poet. And Sam's like, no, you're really not. And John should be like, listen, fat fuck, I'm going to keep you alive in a half hour. So why don't you just show some respect? But Sam's like, has this personal struggle where he like, now he's, he just knows he's smitten for Gilly at this point. And he still thinks she's dead at this yeah. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, he's like blaming it on himself because he sent her to Willstown. He said she'd be safe, and Ooh. she was not. Yeah, you're, Sam, you blew it. Plot, plot twist: she was not safe there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, oh, was that how the episode started out with the wildling yeah. rain at Willstown? No, that was it. That was that was the last, last, episode. last episode. Okay, it, it, that episode started with them on the wall. On the wall. Yeah, oh, I'm taking right. it from okay, the tight, review. Tight, tight. Uh, and then from here, we get the wildlings just preparing. Egret's sharpening arrows. The Thens kind of talking shit to her about her ginger minge. Tormund's going on about this bear he was going to bang. Bear fucking. Bear I wanted fucking. to hear a lot more about that. It did not. Yeah. Unfortunately, wanted, they cut that out. I wanted to hear the end of that story. But yeah. also, like, like, minge is such a weird word. Ginger minge. Like, I've never yeah. heard that used in that context before, but when he said it, I knew what he meant. Well, what other context have you heard ginger minge? I've never minge heard in? the phrase minge oh, used okay. before. Okay, I was going to say, it's like, Who's, who's tossed around the word minge? You, know, you can never time. use that seriously. I think that was on the Access Hollywood tape with Trump. I think it was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the ginger minge. <laughs> uh, and then he was like, listen, I fucked this huge bear. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great bear. It was the biggest bear. My bear's the best bear. It was a black bear. I'm going to get the vote. It's good. Uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, <laughs> so, that's so it's a good scene. Just a little preparation. Uh, and then Sam and Amon talk about loving Gilly, but then Gilly arrives. And Pip is like refusing to open the gate for, and it's like weird, weird move by Pip. Also, <laughs> damn it, Pip, open can, the fucking. Can gate. we also talk about how close the Wildlings were camped out to like the to the to Castle oh, Black? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were like down the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Castle Black they, is just like wonder but, who they are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you can't do anything though if you leave. I understand that, but it was just yeah. funny. Like you know, Gilly like looks at him like ooh, and then it's like a minute later she's at Castle Black. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Gilly's like, like I'm one of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, so they let in Gilly, um, and, and like Sam puts her in like that room, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a man of the night's watch. I got to help out for this." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You just said you wouldn't leave us, and now you're leaving us again." And he's like, "Ah." Oh. And this is one area where I agree with Sam. It's like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, you, we're gonna try to keep your ass go alive. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're both equally annoying. Yeah. Also, Gilly, like you should have stayed Sam. outside I'm the wall. with Sam. I don't know, dude. I'm not he, Team Sam. I'm not Team no. Sam either. I'm really not. He annoys me. I know he'll probably play a big part in season eight because he'll have some knowledge. There's a lot of theories going around that. 
George R. R. Martin wrote the character like as himself and Sam. So like people yeah. are predicting that Sam mm-hmm. has like a pretty integral role in how but the end game is. George is just a massive narcissist. <laughs> yeah, right. He he ends up on, Sam ends up on the throne. And then the great part, the wildlings announce that it's time, the big fire, the horn blasts, it's rock and roll time. We got people attacking from the south and attacking from the north. Yeah, I I loved I loved there's this one part they're like, Sir, they're attacking, you know, the front gate and Sir Alistair Thorne goes, Now? Like, what did you think? <laughs> No, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No, John John knew that they were going to attack at the same time. He obviously told them when yeah. he came to after the three arrows. Sarah Alistair Thorne, now? What did you think? <laughs> but then, so then, so Sarah Alistair, actually, like, kudos to him. Like, he, he shows. He admits he was wrong. Worth. He says to John, well, too, yeah. he says, he's like, you know. I, we should have sealed the tunnel when we had the chance. And he said, he's like, uh. You know, everyone with every little twat with a mouth will second guess you when you're in charge. But once you start second guessing yourself, it's all over. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, uh, we're not going to die tonight if you guys do your duty. Uh, and he said to John, he's like, and then you can go on hating me, and I can go on wishing that your wildling whore finished the job. Yeah. Which is John, I would have been like, what did I do to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but like, what have I done? Alistair, like, as much as he's an antagonist, kind of just specifically with John, he does. He probably murders like ten wildlings in that. Oh yeah, Sir Alistair does a great so. job. I mean, he gives a rousing speech to the yeah. troops about not wanting to be in a, a a fen's belly later that night. Oh, it's a great. You speech. know, I thought that was pretty good. And then, you know, I think and when you're in those situations, you got to have someone rise to the occasion. And you know, Sir Alistair did for that you know brief moment of time yeah. when they kind of yeah stemmed the tide because as soon as they came over the you know the wildlings were up and over. Quickly, yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now at this point, what we're seeing is Alistair and John are up top, and they're seeing mammoths and giants come out of the woods. And this is when they're doing their initial knock draw loose. Mm-hmm. But like Alistair doesn't even fucking call it yet, and the guys are already like ready to shoot. And he like yeah. yells at him. He's like, "Do you intend to die tonight?" Yeah. Like, no, sir. And that's when um, we see on the south wall that they just charge, and they are like Tormund's already got lines up. They're climbing real quick. Egret, sharpshooter, she's taking dudes yeah. out like a oh, motherfucker. Man. Pip is just like sometimes like missing. on Call of Duty, you just do the pop and drop, you know, yeah, pop and drop. But he's just missing. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not like like they said, they're not really well trained. Right. These are all like murderers and thieves. And well, one thing you have to remember too, and I think we I think we did a Westeros history minute on Castle Black before, but the south side of Castle Black is not defended. There's only like a small wooden gate. Just some gates, yeah. Yeah. So like. If you, if you, I don't know, did they ever give a number of how many wildlings were south? Like a couple hundred or something? It had to maybe? be a couple hundred. Cause for the, yeah. for the sake of the show, it had to be at yeah, least right. equal number. Yeah. So, I mean, they can get through it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, uh, it's, it's the, the south gate, like is about to fall. So Alistair, like Brett was saying, he has to hop down. Mm-hmm. Janice slints and tar- in charge at the top of the wall, but clearly he's a fucking Complete boss. nightmare. Complete yeah. nightmare. He, he couldn't. You know, he, he couldn't tell anyone. Can't handle the heat. He's yeah. talking about giants being a, a story for little kids, and then, and they're like two feet away from him, <laughs> right? You know, and then you know, Grin kind of taking leadership. Which you see, Grin take a lot of leadership Dude, in this oh, episode. He's got some scenes coming up. He takes a lot of leadership, and he kind of you know extricates Sir Janice Slint from the situation. Let's John take control and kind of really own the defense of the wall. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, guys, big wall guy. I wanted to say that. <laughs> big wall. Big wall guy. Huge wall. Huge. Big wall guy. And uh, really, you know, John taking over really, I think, is just a really cool point because I think he he kind of says, all right, guys, you know, 
this is it, you know, and he kind of unleashes the defenses, you know, he yeah. kind of lets them kind of, they drop this, you the know, scythe down. They, you know, they get the yeah. scythe ready. They, you know, they lower the guys down and really, you know, they, it's time to, you know, put, put in work, put yeah. in work. We got to loosen some of these numbers at this point. Cause so Alistair hops down, they get Janice Slint goes and hides with Gilly and the kid. Yeah, and God. then, uh, and then at this point, we, we even see that their giants have giant arrows and that one dude just catches oh, it. Yeah, square dude, in the those chest. things are sweet, dude. Yeah. Those are like bolts. Those yeah. are like massive. Uh, it's sort of like the, the scorpions thing that, that, that the ancient Romans had. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that Bron gets later on. Well, the, kind the, of. the wall has oh, a version yeah. of their own. Yeah. yeah, the scorpion yeah. they and take, they take that, out. They take out one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's they're dropping the oil on the mammoths, kind of scaring them away. And one giant starts working on the gates. Um, also, Pip, R.I.P. to the realist. He gets yeah. an arrow to the neck and he's down. Yeah. And, and Sam's and doing Sam's that right Saving right Private there. Ryan, where he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna be all right. Just don't look at it." <laughs> <laughs> um, before before we move on to some more action, though, I do think like like I, I just said, Alistair Thorne proved his worth just like by being a good leader and stuff, but. One major area where he was lacking was that, like, if he would have just put aside his little personal beef with John and, like, made him his right-hand man instead of Janice Lint, like, I feel like it, he would have been a lot better off. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because, I mean, the, the, it was half of the Night's Watch like John, the other half like Alistair. All he had to do, like... Well, and it, I think we already touched on it earlier about not freezing the tunnel. You know, the big reason was that they didn't want to block the tunnel because they needed a range. They had 105 men at Castle Black. Yeah. Who? What Who's are you ranging? Go, yeah. Who's yeah. gonna go ranging? What are you getting berries over there? <laughs> no, I mean it's like who? Because that's 105 men total. That's not rangers. Yeah. 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 Plus the guys they lost at Molestown. Yeah. 102. They they yeah, they go they yeah. yeah it's they they counted in the beginning. Oh, great part about that though, that uh, we I think we kind of touched on it. as soon as the wildlings get in. You even get to see the chefs get some action. Oh, the yeah. chef comes yeah. out with the big meat cleaver. Yo, yeah. That dude is badass. He walks out with it like on his shoulder. Yeah, I was like, why like, does this guy get not get more play? Well, well, he used to be a ranger, but he lost an arm in arranging, so then he became the chef. And well, so he was ready to. Well, put in let some me work. tell you something. Great soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they kill one giant and they beat back the mammoths. And this is when Alistair finally makes it south. And Brett touched on this. He gives that awesome speech where he's like, he's like, I don't want to end up in a thun's belly. And then he said, uh, and what is he? He's like, uh, with me now, now with me. And then they all charge. They and charge, as soon as yeah. and, the, and he's just and he's it's sort of good boy. Work. I love when when bad boys are trying to get over like walls or like when they attack the mudgate in that one battle of Blackwater. Oh, yeah. And I love when there's boys just waiting for him, ready to rock. The, well, I mean, attacking Mudgates is one of my personal favorite pastimes. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then when you go to attack it, you're like, wait, there's a boy in here. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> there's boys here ready to beat me back, but I just love like the whole like charging toward it, you know? Yeah. Good charges. I love, I love a good charge scene. One of my favorite quotes, like regardless of if it's in Game of Thrones or any like medieval or ancient set- setting, is just like, Whenever someone yells like "Open the gates," open the gates, <laughs> and then you do someone just repeats it. Open the gates. Yeah, you you. Love, and then one guy's like, "Why did he say?" <laughs> he said, "Open the gates." <laughs> He's like, "No, Steve isn't here." <laughs> um, and then they do that. Um, Alistair gets into it with Tormund. Tormund injures Alistair. Alistair, mm-hmm. they say he's fallen, but he's alive. He gets injured, and then guys drag him kind of to an area where they can hide because he's hurt. He, and the he thing he's screaming anymore. is. Protect the fucking gate! Because they know that if the wildlings open that gate, they're fucked. There's 100 people, 1,000 people ready to get through. John grabs Grin, and he says, we can't let that giant get in that gate, uh, so protect the gate. And then Grin goes, okay. And then John says, 
protect the gate. Yeah. And this is when you know that was a big scene. It's a death mission. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Oh yeah. So then John, uh, Sam comes up to John. And he's like, "Yo, we're fucked down there." John goes down there, and as soon as he gets out of the elevator, yep. he's just handing out blades. Well, I don't so know if you good. noticed that John didn't even wait for the elevator to get down. He like he jumps out, out, rolled, yeah. and like came out of like with a nice, you know, <sighs> you know it was great. Well, he was like, "My hammy." <laughs> <laughs> wait, John, John, John's down. John's, John's down. falling. Um, have you guys ever played uh, Star Wars Battlefront back in the day? Oh God, yeah. So you know how you would get like the heroes? You'd be able to get, like if you killed enough people, you'd get oh, enough right, points right. for like a Jedi or something. That was John Snow coming down. Oh God, he was doing great. Yeah. And then and Ed is left in charge at the top, and he says like, "We might as well enjoy our last night. Let's light the fuckers up." And then he hits him with a knock draw loose. What, oh, one thing I I always wonder about with those things, it's like, I get it looks cool, like knock draw but is that really effective like oh yeah yeah for sure dude or back then i, I guess i would just want them going to town like shoot as many as you can well think i about, agree think, think about it think fire, about it this yeah. way if yeah. you're like it, like firing a volley you maximize the the hit uh markers i guess right like if like in 18th century warfare when oh you're like a firing, harrier strike in a way yeah it's hard to yeah, dodge it when it's all up in the air but like yeah like if you're firing a volley of muskets like you're gonna hit a bigger range of targets than if everyone's firing by themselves yeah. you know I just it's feel like, I feel like that 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 works the first time but when they're coming on you you just gotta yeah at, so, at a certain point you gotta fire it well yeah yeah, yeah okay <laughs> but like but I'm for saying, some reason when you were talking about Firing one at a time and coming on you. The first thing that oh, came to mind was okay. bouquets. <laughs> okay, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm the bad one. I'll mute my mic. Well, yeah. Think, <laughs> think about that though. Like you get a you get a volley of that. That's gonna be you're yeah. You're down for the count. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I no wall for you. Yeah, you can't see for days. Um, you so, end up like Sheedy's Daenerys blanket. Not yet. It's still in good shape. <laughs> I yet. just got it. I got to take her out first. Um, so, John, again, he comes out, he's just slicing, slicing people, he's doing great, it, it does look cool, again, it, it doesn't need to be said, I've talked about Kit Harrington's sword play, ad nauseum on this podcast, but then Grin, they're at the gate, and they're waiting for that giant, the giant gets through, and the one guy's like, oh my god, like, hey, we can't stop this guy, he's like, we protect the gate, we protect mm-hmm. the fucking gate, and then and the one, saying the vows, and then yeah, the vows, and then that's they really, the vows to calm the guy down, and then they all do their vows, the giant charges, the gate and like right as he hits the gate they all pull their swords and just scream it's really yeah, awesome that, great cuts scene off. yeah so we don't know what really happens with them until actually next episode yeah we don't we don't find that until yeah. it's a carbon monoxide leak they all died <laughs> <laughs> dude could you imagine being with Gren like one of those guys down there and there's just a fucking giant charging at you I couldn't imagine it, yeah it was a, it was an intense scene I think uh, John talked about earlier but you know, like you Grin and everyone that goes down there knows that some They're of them are going to come back. Yeah. I remember junior year at Rita, you were on kickoffs, and you pushed over this big fat kid, and the play was over, and he was trying to get up, and you pushed him over again. Yeah. I remember that because I was cracking up. We were in the crowd, me and a few guys were like, <laughs> well, man, Sim's just pushing that dude. The play's been over for five minutes. <laughs> you got to start your dominance. Yeah, you, know? you were turtling him, and he couldn't get up. He was like, he's going to roll over. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, his, his fat ass shouldn't have been on kickoff. He's going to get pushed over. I, he was the biggest kickoff guy I've yeah. ever seen. Um and then John kills a Then He has a great battle with him. With the hammer? Uh, with the hammer, yeah. just right to the skull. What a way to go. Uh, Sam gets a few kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then John turns after killing the Then. There there she is, kissed by fire. Mm-hmm. Egret, mm-hmm. throw him in an arrow. Tears in her eyes, doesn't want to kill him. 
uh, and then John like even smiles when he sees her, which is like weird. I, I mean, someone's they, they both the... knew that that point in time was going to happen. Right, someone was going to die. Yeah. One of them's going to die, and, and uh, she and, doesn't pull uh, the trigger though. She does. She hesitates, and then um, not Pip. What's, what's Ollie? Ollie, 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 Ollie little boy, puts one right through her. Through, through her, right through her heart, mm-hmm. and then John holds her as she kind of, you know, fades away, and it's a really touching scene. Mm-hmm. And he said, and she's like, "I want to go back to that cave. Uh, we, we should never should have left." And he said something like, "Oh, we will go back to that cave. I promise." And then she said, "You know nothing, John Snow." And Sad. dies. And then yeah. Sad. the final, you know nothing. We we were big Egret fans on this podcast. Big Egret fans. Still big Egret fans to this day. She was great. Great R- character. R.I.P. Oh, this se- oh, season had huge deaths. Speaking of Egret, um, did you guys read that article that it was like Jon Snow told uh, Rose Leslie the ending of season? Oh, eight, and she like stopped, and talking, she stopped talking to him for yeah. three days. Right. That's that's scary. Somehow I don't feel bad for John. <laughs> I would take three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, he's Egret's probably gorgeous. he's probably like he's probably enjoying those three days. What's three days when there's an eternity of ginger minge? <laughs> um, great point about ginger minge. Great point. And then so basically it's like John's sad, but the Night's Watch is winning. The uh, the the wildlings north of the wall have been beaten back. You know they can't climb because Ed dropped the scythe on them. They're getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, speaking of which, that weapon was sweet. Great move. What an idea. Yeah. Who came Mount Rushmore of weapons. Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be fucking right. sweet. Yeah. Put it in the notes. Put it in the notes. <laughs> Not so much as an everyday use type of things, but more of a shock and awe factor. You know? Yeah. The, the, the wildfire would definitely be on there. Uh, yeah. Huge I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, uh, so, they win the war, and Ed even says, he's like, hey, don't cheer too loudly. Like, they can come back yeah, at any they're, point. They're still encamped right there the numbers are still yes. demonstrably in their favor yeah in the um, wildlings favor and then john tells uh sam the next day he's like i'm going north and he's like why are you going north he's like to assassinate john f kennedy <laughs> no to assassinate mance raider because he knows that if mance dies the war essentially is over right mm-hmm. and but just before that though that even that evening you know after they've beaten them back on the wall they retreat back to kind of the you know the cover of the forest down below most of the wildlings have been killed, but Tormund is still swinging his sword yeah. wildly. Oh, yeah. You know, he's got a couple arrows in him, and, um, you know, John puts him, not out of his misery, but puts an arrow in the knee. Take him prisoner. Take some prisoner, and him being prisoner will come back to be hugely. Huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great line the there, next, too. Yeah. Tormund, Tormund is one of my favorite characters now, but, like, seeing the scene where they raided Molestown, and he was just murdering innocent women and children. I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, he's he's kind of a bad well, he's boy. a wildling, man. Yeah. You can't take the wild. You can take the wildling out of the north, but you can't, you can't take, take the wildling out of the wild. Listen, you can take the midge out of the ginger, <laughs> but it's gonna grow back. <laughs> or uh, you know, so solid, solid episodes. Um, yeah, I think we should. You, you want to lead us off with the ratings? Here? Ratings. Oh, yeah. so for episode eight, I gave uh, the Mountain of Viper. I gave that an eight. Nice. The early of the episode wasn't my favorite, but it ends so strong. And the, you, like in that in the beginning of that episode, you got a lot of Sansa character development too. Oh my god, cool. that black hair—that was the biggest development. Yeah. She changed that hairdo, and it's just winter all over. <laughs> uh, and then for episode nine, I gave it a ten point one. Ooh, Ooh wow. it's officially my wow. highest rated episode now. So we're oh, so we're just throwing out the ten scale then. You're just going to you, you give him you give him grief for all the hard tens, yeah, hard yeah, nines. Now you're about? not even following the yeah. scale. 
Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's it's it's, it's like Alfred's pizza reviews. Once you give it, you can't take it back. Yeah, this is my Yelp review. Okay. I got my manager haircut going, and I'm ready to rock. And I give it a ten point one. Hey, uh, it's called rating sweaty. Ever heard? Of uh, yeah, it's called it's called numbers. Uh, right. Decimals are fine. No fractions. Uh, Bradsel. All right, so I'm gonna do uh, a six point five for mm. Mountain and the Viper, or. I thought it was great. I thought there was a lot of character development, but like I've said earlier in the recap, I thought there were some things that were a bit didn't really add up. Didn't really add up to me. Um, so that's that's my uh, my rating for there. Okay. Um, you know, I think I think a skilled warrior that Oberyn was. I understand the emotional point to that, but I think a skilled warrior doesn't uh, doesn't let that happen to him. Uh, Watchers on the wall also thought it was fantastic. I gave it a nine point eight. Um, as nice. I said, I'm a big wall guy, so that obviously <laughs> that that, I'm gonna hammer that big home. Wall, big wall guy. And um, but otherwise, I thought the acting was phenomenal. The battle scenes were very well done. Um, advances the story, I think, more so than anything else um, in terms of character development, especially Jon Snow. Nice. All right, crap. Um, so I'm gonna go with a seven and a half for Mountain and Viper. All right, seven point five. No, no, no fractions. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed like a lot of that character development. I actually thought it was hilarious. Oberyn's character really developed. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> developed and ended so fast. De- developed into a pizza. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when uh, when when the mountain and Arya just traveled all Crack this long up, way, got yeah. there, and then like they're like, oh, well, she's gone. She That's gone. true. I didn't even think of it the way Brett said, but it's yeah. true. They're, they're just like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, see you later. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was kind of funny. And then also no shade, so you know you get the half point no shade. Right, That's right. Funny. I forgot about that in my yeah. rating. <laughs> the and then group. I gave uh, the watchers on the wall. Nine and a half. Nine point five. I always, <laughs> I always, uh, I always base my ratings based on like the ten's got to be the best episode of the show that I've seen, and I think this Watchers on the Wall was close, but it's not the best that I've seen, so I gave it a nine. The best half. for me will be coming up. Yeah, that'll be a ten point one and a half. Someone say, <laughs> someone say the best is always yet to come. The best is, <laughs> is that yet the truth? To come? Um, so we'll jump into the segments now. Best line, Yas Queen is our first segment. Um, I'll lead us off here. My best line was when Tyrion was talking to Oberyn right before the trial by combat, and he goes, you could at least wear a helmet. No, that... Turns out that was a great piece of advice. <laughs> well, there, was, there was, you know, I hate to you know, jump on Chris, but there were a couple really good ones right after that. Mm-hmm. He goes, you're drinking before the fight? And Oberyn looks at me and goes, I always drink before a fight. And I was like, yeah. that was me from about grades six through eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, every time in a college bar. Yeah. I, I also like when the guy says, when uh, sh- she's like, you're fighting him? He's huge. And then he goes, size doesn't matter when you're flat on your back. And then Tyrion just goes, thank the God. Yeah, that, that, that was great. great. That was great, yeah. Uh, my Yas Queen was uh, a conversation between Pip and Sam while Pip's firing off these crossbow bolts. And he goes... Pip says, I think we're going to die. And Sam goes, if you keep missing, we will. <laughs> so, yeah, good point. Good point about missing. Yeah. Um, I'll go. My best line is uh, Sir Alistair. He says, brothers, a hundred generations have defended this castle. It's never fallen before. She will not fall tonight. Nice. He's got a great voice. Probably Scottish. I think that guy's got to be Scottish in real life. He just screams Scottish. Scottish or like Irish. Northern Irish. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then my Yas Queen is uh, when Tyrion is talking to Jamie about Cousin Olsen. And he says, um, far too much has been written about great men. Not nearly enough has been written about morons. Which is like, if only he could see us now. MTV is just all morons. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Reality TV. Reality TV. 
pretzel. All right. So I, for my uh, best line is from uh, Lord Baelish to uh, little Aaron. He goes, don't worry about your death. Worry about your life. Nice. Damn. I thought that was pretty poetic, as, you know, but I hated that it came from Baelish just because. Don't worry about your death. Oh, yeah. But, I, you know, but that that's that's huge, especially, you know, over the next couple of seasons because so many major monumental deaths happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought that was big. And also another one, little, like, best line 1A is after. mention. Yeah, after Tormund. After John puts an arrow in Tormund's uh, knee. Mm, I was going to say this. Yeah, yeah, he goes, I should have thrown you from the top of the wall, boy. This is Tormund to John. And John throws the crossbow down and walks away and goes, I, you should have. Nice. Just like, oh, my God. And then. um, Throw away the boy, John. He's he's a man. Throw away the boy. John is pretty shook at this point because all his brothers died. His minge died. Yeah. (laughs) And then my. Yas Queen, I kind of talked about it earlier, but just when Sansa coming down the stairs in the fresh new dress, the new hair, mm-hmm. she looks at Baelish and then she goes, Walking. shall we go? Kind of, you know, that's like her kind of entrance into the Game of Thrones. Yeah. So not only that, but she's like telling him now right. it's time yeah. to go. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I think she enjoyed that little moment of power where she had Baelish's fate in her Absolutely. And she's... She's running with that for yeah, sure, and he was scared. But then, but then it turns out Baelish ends up winning that long term game. Well, not the long term game. Well, no spoilers, but well, yeah, whatever. no fighting. Um, so <laughs> next segment, hottest moment. Um, Chidi, you I'll go first because mine's a pretty straightforward one. Mine is Masandi's bath scene. Uh, <laughs> I actually total have shock, <laughs> total shock, total shock. It's the hottest scene that and for. And then I also put John John Kit Harrington sword fighting. Uh, nice. He, he's he's a he's a he's a master with he's that natural. sword. He's a natural. Uh, I don't know if it's like a British. Do British kids just do they still do that over there? Because in America, our children shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, they actually. I don't know. Um, you know, kind of doing the recap. I kind of watched the you know inside the episode thing. Oh, those are great. Those are great. And the director actually said when they were kind of reviewing the tape on that, someone said, "Whoa, go 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 back." Whoever put that fast frame on John swinging the sword needs to take it out. Right. And the director said, "No, there is no fast frame. That's regular speed, and that's how good he is with the sword." I love that they watch the film and get better. Like that's great to know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but they they were just like saying that Kit Harrington is just a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And Masandi too. You watch the you watch the tape. You can slow those frames down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> give me a little frame by frame. She she's so hot. She's, she is yeah, an HGB. She is HGB. Sure. Uh, you guys. Uh, my hottest moment was Sansa kind of like coming out of her shell. She lies to that little council that was doing their own trial of Baelish. Yeah. And then she's hugging the one lady, pretending like she's crying. And then she stares at Baelish and just like, yeah, like you owe me about five favors now, you cha. But um, yeah. yeah, I thought that was great. It was a good scene. It was. She has some scenes now with Baelish where she's like really comfortable. Yeah. They end a unfortunately. They, they're weird together for sure. He he loves her. I think. Yeah. Well, he definitely wants. He he loves Cat and like. And she's an she's, extension of. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, uh, Mount Rushmore. I'm oh, okay. hottest moment for Brett. Oh, did you not do one yet? Oh shoot, sorry. So I kind of went. <laughs> yeah, awful host. Sorry. Um, so I kind of went back and forth between two, but we 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 talked extensively on Grin holding the the gate. Mm-hmm. Great scene. Hottest moment when they start. You know, giving the you know, reciting the vows. the vows. But I thought this is gonna ruffle some feathers. I thought oh. Roose Bolton basically adopting Ramsey 
into mm. his family was a hot scene. I'm, yeah, I know, I know. Hot, yeah. no, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hot scene. He goes, what's 300 miles that way? What's 400 miles west, et cetera, et cetera. And Ramsey's like pulling out like a protractor. Like, okay, <laughs> you know what? I thought that was a hot scene. I mean, it and was. it's a, it's it's a big scene in terms of yeah. you know you're gonna get us dragged on the internet. No, I'm kidding. I agree. It was a great. Scene. No, it was like well, like you said, it would have been amazing had it been anyone else. Right, but anyone Ramsey. else. But it's a hot scene. But yeah. you you take into account how important even Roos and Ramsey are to the show. They're terrible oh, yeah. characters, but what they mean to the show is huge. So that moment is awesome. Right. If you're a fan of Game of Thrones, I like I I am a fan of Bruce Bolton's character. To be honest, Ramsey yeah. obviously I, I don't like much. But Ramsey was an apple that fell a little far from the tree. Bruce Bruce saw the opportunity. He sees that opportunity. That's literally what this world's based on. Yeah, and and you got to remember he would have never done that had Rob listened to his advice. But like, right, you can only try to help someone out so many times. Yeah, well, Rob was the OG. You blew it. Rob blew it more than anyone since that segment was invented. Yeah, I think him and Theon. Well, Theon, not not so much voluntarily. But. Theon was forced into some blows. <laughs> Um, so our next segment, Mount Rushmore. What's the draft this week again? So this is characters we wish lasted longer. Oh, shit, so I'm yeah. actually really excited for this one. <laughs> Me. There's a lot to go with. Um, <laughs> since it looks like you haven't done your big board yet, Pretzel, you can lead us. Yeah, let's oh, guess. Yeah. Always. Gets okay, first so so we go. What is it? One, and then someone else goes. Yeah, we're just gonna. We're not gonna yeah. snig. We're just gonna keep going. Okay, I'll go right. last. Okay. So um, my first one, and I don't even know if this one even works, because he's. A man of many faces, Jack and Hagar. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. He's, Off he's, the big board. He's not is, dead, but who is he doing? Is he dead, but he's not around? Yeah. That's, yeah, he's, he's, he's tight. It'd be cool to see him, like, make a comeback in season eight. Maybe he's come. assassinate an important character. Yeah. Or two. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris? Mine, I'm going to go with. My big board's just so great. I'm going to go with Shereen Baratheon. Cause oh, that's a good one. They, that's outrageous. I mean, the fact... I, I just couldn't deal with her dying like that. That was just fucked up, man. It was, but like you think you wanted her to be on the show longer? Like, you just needed No, those... I just wanted her not to die the way she oh, did. Oh, well, that's... Okay, that's a yeah. noble pick. I can't be mad at you yeah. for yeah, it. Although I, it's, I, you're I not get gonna... it. I get it, but I don't support it. You're not going to win <laughs> in the postseason with that pick, but it's fine. Who knows? I mean, Shereen Baratheon had... A decent claim to the throne. I see on Instagram we do. I'll I'll post our four picks for each of us, and whoever gets the best okay. votes wins. All right, so let me just pander to the audience a bit. Shere- no, Shereen Baratheon. I'm gonna cut you off right there. Shereen Baratheon had a great claim to the throne after Stannis died. So campaign Sims. Yeah, campaign Sims. Well, would you look at it? Do you want a grayscale president? I don't know if I do. Bogus. She's all sick. She didn't ask for that. <laughs> she, who wants the, you know? she has a better claim to the throne than Danny does, and you're over there with a Danny blanket and a Targaryen. Bear. Okay, first of all, if Melisandre or if yeah, if Melisandre lit Danny on fire, she'd be like, "What? Now my titties are out. Big deal." Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point about titties. Fire. Yep. Hey, don't talk about my blanket. <laughs> Shireen's on the other side. <laughs> oh, no, I hope not. That's a good oh, point about too. fire and titties. <laughs> fire titties. So many good points, man. All right, so my first pick is going to be. Uh, the dance master from season one, Serial Pharrell. Oh, Gotta take him. Gotta take Serial. Gotta take him. So HBO was just playing a marathon at Game of Thrones the other day, and I watched it with my dad a little bit, and they started from the first season in Serial Pharrell, and I forgot how much I liked him, so he'll be my first pick. There's, st- there's still theories that he's alive. But... You never see him die. Yeah. All right, um, Brad. My next one, I can't believe he lasted this long, is Sir Barristan. Oh, that's a great pick. Uh, yeah. That's a good pick. He went, he was, out, he went out pretty. He went out. You know, lame. if you know, if I'm going to go out, I want to go out like him. But he, I thought he was an honorable man. 
he, you know, one of the things that he said that when he made the journey to visit, to serve Danny was that he wanted to serve someone in his life that he actually believed in. And I think, I think the Game of Thrones world could be better served by more people like that. Yeah. Hey man, that's a good one. I and, like that one. And he, he finally got to die in office too, instead of being like kicked out or picked Reti- up. Or he didn't want to retire. He yeah. wanted to stay in the action. Yeah. He lived a full life. Yeah. I'm going to go with Egret. Oh, great pick. Um, Although it would have been a weird dynamic if she was like taken captive at the Battle of uh, of Castle Black. Oh, but, but she loves that kinky shit. Yeah. Oh, she would have yeah, been in the stuff. chains, and John would have come in, and she would have like John oh, Snow. Crow. Imagine John Snow being king of the North and her being queen in the North. Oh my that, god! I, I have the hots for that. I would. I would want. I would watch that tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my second pick will be easy one from this episode: Oberyn Martell. Yes. Oh, he was on my big board. Gotta yeah. take Oberyn. I loved his character. And uh, so, yeah, easy easy pick, I think. Nice. Uh, so my third pick, and you know, I think you'll start to see a theme develop in my list, is uh, Lord Mormont. Okay. Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. I, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, I think, that's uh, a deep grab. I like that. You know, I think a lot of the ills that you see in the Game of Thrones world are from people not being honorable. And I think... He, he was honorable he to was the honorable last breath. To the I can't believe breath. he fell to the third round. That's a great pick in the third round here, folks. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some big there's some big names some out big there. Names. We'll do an honorable mention after. There's some big names out there. Um, I'm gonna go with Gren because Gren. like Gren's a good pick. he started Off showing he started showing Off his leadership on top of the wall. So I think he would I think he would have been Jon Snow's right hand man as Agreed. Lord Commander, and then yeah. um, you know he went out. Like a boss taking out a giant. So yeah, I mean, what a, what better way to die? Noble, and he did his job. Mm-hmm. And the books won't remember it. Um, so my third pick for characters I wish lasted longer. Uh, it's going to be a deep grab here. Uh, Jamie Lannister's right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it lasted a little bit longer because he's going north right now to fight walkers with the left hand. And I'm, I mean, there's been some rumors about how long and how many episodes in which. Uh, Christoph, what's his name? Nikolai Christoph Walda yeah. is in, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he ends up with uh, a beaten heart at the end of this show. That being said, if he had his right hand, there's no one better. But if he has his right hand, does his character change? Oh, that's true. I think he stays super cocky and still a bad really... boy, and then he's down yeah. with Cersei. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good point about hands. <laughs> no problem. All right, fourth and final pick for Brett. Okay, so my uh, fourth and final pick, and this is away from the warriors that I've picked uh, before. This is Maester Lewin. Uh, he's the maester of uh, oh, Winterfell. Winterfell, who was killed by with a spear by the uh, Ironborn. Yeah. I just think if he had been around when this, when John and everyone returned back to Winterfell, that would I thought cool. that would have been just yeah. really cool because he, you know, essentially he said, you know, he helped raise them. Yeah. And if you know, he could have seen them kind of circle back and kind of take over Winterfell. I thought that would have been really cool. Yeah. There are two he, huge cool names dude. on this board still that I can think of. Yeah. All right, who are you taking right now? So I'm going to take. I'm going to take Ned Stark. Okay, then, that's what that was the yeah. one. And uh, then the other one from season one that you love, Chris. Kyle. Oh, Kyle Drogo. Yeah. Not going to be my pick. Oh well. I don't want him back. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, it's a good point. It's a good point about Drogo. So why Ned? Uh, well, I mean, Ned's just the OG. Like, if he. If Ned would have stayed Lord Protector of the realm, of the realm, like none of this shit would have went down. Rob wouldn't have had to go to war. Joffrey probably wouldn't have been as big of a prick. And even if he was, Ned might have found some sort of way to delegitimize de- 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 delegitimize him. Yeah. Thanks. Good work. No worry. That's why we're that's why we're that's why we do this thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ned 
Headless Ned. Headless Ned. And so my fourth and final pick will be a guy who was not with us nearly long enough, and that is the Trader of Spices. Oh, we nice. got to get the Trader back yeah, in there. He was a lot man. of levity. In a world of mean people, he was a good boy. I mean, he was mean, but like he was... But like fun mean. Yeah. I mean, it was just the way he talked made it funny, but he was yeah. low-key a dick. He was a dick, but he wasn't like Joffrey Dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. He was a spice boy. <laughs> and uh, so Trader of Spices, I miss you. Nice. Um, honorable mentions. It's honorable mentions. Khal Drogo is an honorable mention. Khal Drogo. I had that wild. Remember in the episode Hard Home, there's like a wildling chick who was oh, a badass. Mother, mother. Great. Yeah. yeah I thought bones. she was gonna last a while. Like you got you got connected with that character, and then she just gets off in the same episode. Who else was on the big board? What other? I had also uh, Lord Karstark. Oh, okay. And I yeah. just generally his death, not from a his character perspective, but from more what it represented, because I think that's the moment that. Ned yeah. or that Rob lost the war when he chopped off his head. Yeah. yeah. I never remember his first name, but Poole, who was Ned's right hand man in King's Landing, he had the long hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jory Castle. Uh, jo- Jory Castle. Castle. Yeah. yeah. Castle. Uh, Poole. Roderick. Not lame. Uh, um, the right other hand. guy, too, who um, took Ari to the, to the wall, that guy who died fighting. Oh, remember? Yeah. The wall guy who says to her when Ned's getting his head cut off, don't look, look oh, at me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. The Night's Watch guy. Yep. Um, uh, who else? There's I some mean, good, there's some good characters that I'm sure in Ooh, the books get a lot more uh, All the Tyrells. All of the Tyrells. Yeah. Uh, especially Marjorie. Marjorie. I, I love Marjorie. What about Tommen? I think he died appropriately. <laughs> I, I was cool with Tommen. I think, I think the yeah. less Lannisters there are, the better. I agree. I think me and Brad have very similar takes about this show. Yeah, but Tommen never... Doesn't matter because he was still under the sway of his mother, and his yeah. mother she could play him like a, spit like a she puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Or but had Marjorie still been alive, he might have been under her sway. Yeah, he would have been surpouncing that ass. Well, <laughs> well, no, because I don't, I don't really agree with that. Because under that, he allowed himself to be ruled by the light. Uh, the sparrow. By the, the sparrow. sparrow. Yeah. Oh fuck that character! He lasted too I, long. I think yeah, I think generally was also a negative on on the show. I, yeah, I agree. I didn't like that whole thing. Like, the king can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but, but this one thing, this is where they're not going to, like, yeah. push Well, boundaries. that's where I think they just touch that Tommen's kind of a little bitch. Like, if Tywin was alive, like, when Tommen's at the steps, and he's like, well, I don't want to shed blood in the, in the sept. If Tywin was alive, he'd be like, we're going we're gonna to shed a lot of blood until you give me my daughter. Yeah. Just watch how much blood we will shed. Yeah, and whose right. blood is it going to be? You. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Lance yeah, has his fucking stick. strictly business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a character... Um, Dude, Lanny um, Land, R.I.P. I miss him. Yeah, he, he dies epically. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that soon yeah. enough. Um, so now it's time for our fan favorite. You blew, you blew it. it. You blew it. You blew it. Uh, I'll start us data. off here. So, I mean, the obvious you blew it, I'm sure someone will have picked. So I went with like a little different one. Let's hear it. I picked um, Jorah getting caught spying on Danny. Oh, wow. Um, he, he was doing great. You know, maybe he might have snuck out of the friend zone. Who knows? But then he got caught spying. So uh, Jorah Marmont. You blew it. You blew it. You fucking blew it, Jorah. <laughs> Brett, you like I'll, to go? I'll, so I'll do one just generally. And uh, it's the Seven Kingdoms for not properly manning the wall for generations. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. I mean. And it's, it's, it's an essential thing. And they have a hundred guys at it at one point. Yeah. But like six of the Seven Kingdoms think it's all just like bullshit though. I'm just saying that they send people to fight for all these things. Do like a wall draft, and you yeah. got to go up there for two years. Do, yeah. do, do, do. Welcome to the wall draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so let's so. go on. So Seven Kingdoms. You blew it. You blew it, you, you fuckers. It. Tim Heidecker better appreciate 
the play we give we him. Should, we should. We should. We should request send him. Money from we should request. Well, or at least be like, come on the podcast. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be huge. And then speaking we could have dude, some. Speaking not of a internet money, so I've, one of the meme accounts I follow like slid my DM saying like, "Yo, would you listen to my podcast? See how you think." I was like, "Yeah, if you listen to mine, just no response." So fuck them. Oh, fuck them! Fuck them <laughs> in their face. I'm not gonna listen. Did you have another one? The obvious yeah, one yeah, too. The, there's a couple of obvious ones that we've kind of already talked on. We can kind of go. Well, we got it. Yeah. Prince Oberyn has to get one. Prince Oberyn. You blew it. You blew it. You fucking blew it. Uh, Sir Alistair. For n- you blew it. <laughs> you blew it. Yeah, keep him rapid fire. And then... Egret. Um, you blew it. Uh, I My personal one was I had... There was 100,000 Wildlings, and they lost to 100 Nights oh, Watchmen. Yeah. So Wildlings. You blew it. You blew it. And then one last one. The gate guy at, uh, <laughs> at the Vale. Invite them in for oh, a coffee yeah. or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Gate guy. <laughs> and also, um, when Sansa comes down the stairs, Baelish is dick in his pants. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> oh, also, um, this is fire this pretty, yeah, we're fire Guys, also, blew it in episode. the previous episode that we skipped, Liza Aaron like flying out of the moon door. Liza. Oh, yeah, she had a three-one lead. <laughs> so, Chris, Liza Aaron. Oh shit. Oh, oh, oh! I blew it. Oh, she blew it. Blew it. Oh, wait, Liza Aaron. You blew it. Never too late to blow it. <laughs> Alright, that was nice. That was good. Alright, where are we at now? I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> so next segment, find oh, George, George R. Martin yeah. a date. Um, I'll lead us off here. So if all you guys are not baseball fans are not familiar with what's going on, uh, Manny Machado has been holding out for months now. Many free agents. Him and Harper, dude. Yeah, and mainly because I'm a White Sox fan and I want the Sox to sign Manny Machado. Um, he's been waiting around for a long time we don't know when he's going to release his new book we just want him to sign just fucking get it out there so manny machado you hook up with george you guys can both accelerate your plans yeah i like that that's a great idea that is apparently the rumor is the Sox offered him the highest contract so far eight years for 250 million but he wants a 300 million dollar deal but the average annual salary of eight years 250 is like over 30 a year right so it's like, how could you not be happy with that? You're getting $30 million dude, a year I'd to play take, baseball. I'd take $1 million. Dude, to play baseball? Give me, take... give, give me like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Give me, if you give me three Five do- bucks in a condo. Yeah. <laughs> I just need enough money to where I can retire and become Amelia Clark's human chair. <laughs> um, so my the date seat. For, oh, We don't yeah, want to yeah, get started about that, the seat. Yeah. For Halloween, I'm just going to be a chair. <laughs> That's um, offensive. Yeah. We'll edit it. Um, it's problematic. Um for, uh, so my date for George is Oberyn's smashed face goop uh, because uh. <laughs> it, it has a kind of gooey, moist quality about it. Uh. So you probably could, could treat it like a pie. You know, yeah. they say pie is most similar like oh, food. Yeah, yeah you've seen pie. American pie. Yeah. So that's just Oberyn's face. Imagine I'm George. conversation. <laughs> nah, you're in. Well, <laughs> well they got, I mean, they got pocket pussies now. You can get those. Yeah. Or, uh, or what do you call it? Uh, fleshlights. Fleshlights. And yeah. honestly, like, knowing how open Oberyn was, it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Oh, getting yeah. fucked in the ass. <laughs> you could do this with my face. Goop. He was so sexually <laughs> open, dude. He would have loved it. It's how he would have wanted to go. Uh, but right. yeah, like, can you imagine? Is like the normal fleshlight cell on the end. Like a smash. <laughs> Dude, Where do I put it? Je- Jeffrey Dahmer gets those. Oh, oh my man. god! Right. Brett, right. Bring us back Mine's to right. Thank you, Brett. I'm Thank, Brett. I'm Thank you for coming on, buddy. Thank you for coming um, on. We and, we uh, lower people's stock when they come on our podcast. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with someone who's been in the news a lot recently. I'm gonna go with uh, Cardi B. 
Oh shit, oh, that's nice. a great pick. We never. I think, um, I, I, think I, I think I might have maybe had her at season one, but what? what? No, we don't. I don't, I, don't I don't know. Anyway, the reason I'm picking her is not for any sort of supportive action. I just think her voice is so annoying that after one epi- one date with her, George would go right back into the studio and finish the damn book. <laughs> yeah, he get I'm not leaving it. until there's books get out. At it. Yeah. Or it could be counterproductive and he just kill himself. <laughs> oh, no. I was not thinking of that. Yeah, that, that would not be ideal. No, yeah, exactly. But I, if that would be great. I, that book needs to be finished. She does have a nice booty do, though. So, oh, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that'll just accelerate his writing. She could twerk in front of me, but... <laughs> he yeah. might have a stroke. He's stroke. He'll be stroking uh, something. All right, next segment. Unnecessary, unnecessary titties. titties. Um, we already covered the necessary titties. So right, that, sure that's... Yeah, the signings were necessary. <laughs> we got yeah. those out of the way. For story structure. <laughs> it had to be there. My unnecessary titties was Oberyn getting his eyes gouged prior to getting his head turned into face goop. That was mine as well. Oberyn's face smashed. My, my unnecessary... Epic. Titties was just an unnecessary scene. I, I, the bug scene about the cousin squat. Yeah. It was long. They're they're never comes. Tyrion's back about to fight for his life, mm. and this is what he talks about with his brother. I, I feel was, like, yeah. I yeah. just thought it was very. I could have done without it. It was pointless. sometimes writers and show writers get caught up in their own. Uh, I don't know what the word is hubris. I guess where they think like this would be. This is one of those scenes that people look at and be like, this what is a great, deep. yeah, this deep. Is, uh, Whereas in Game of Thrones has many deep moments. You know. I think the the conversation between Oberyn and Tyrion when he says he'll be his champion about the baby he saw that wasn't yeah. a monster that's your yeah, brother that dope. that's a great scene it's yeah. deep I don't need to hear about cousin Olsen who's never been mentioned before this was like when Jamie or talked after. to the squire when he was a prisoner remember we hated that scene mm-hmm. then he killed the, the killed the kid yeah and we were like that's better uh, <laughs> yeah at least that had okay. a, an interesting but just ending. to be different yeah. I'll say my unnecessary titties was basically any Sam and Gilly scene. Oh, I agree. Brutal, dude. Sam, I, I have some problems, too, with the way he delivers some lines. It's very like, oh, Gilly. Well, I think I oh. think part of the reason they write Gilly into this is kind of show that Sam, when he wants to, can be assertive and things like that. But I just, I, I have a hard time buying into it after after so long. You know, he, he does all this stuff. You know, he kills the White Walker north of the wall, but then around the other people, he's still a childish little bitch. Bitch. Bridges. But then... Gilly's at the bridge. You know, Gilly's at the at the gate. Open the fucking gate, and then yeah. you know it's like yeah, yeah. It's just it's just. What if it's not Pip there and it's Sir Alistair? He'd be like, open the fucking gate. And Sir Alistair would be like, no. He'd be like, all right, well, we're yeah. Here. You know, it just I agree. I it's think like, it's very unnecessary. God, and very annoying. Dick. Yeah, open the staircase. <laughs> uh, but, okay, well, as a def- as a Sam defender, I. I mean, that happens a lot of times when people, like, grow up and they're, like, especially if you're just, like, the black sheep in your family, but then you find something that's important to you and it's worth risking I, some well, stuff. Well, yeah, I can also, like, just character development in general. I mean, in high school, I was a little bitch. Yeah. And then well, in college... still kind of... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> True, but at least I'm a, I'm a more confident bitch. <laughs> hey, it really do be like that. It do though. be like that sometimes. Hey. Once a bitch, always a bitch, but you can still be a confident, confident one, bitch. see? Bridge. We're Bridges. saying bridge We're now. saying bridge. You, if you didn't, if, yeah, there's an R in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Uh, so, try <laughs> my comment next segment. See, this is what separates me from you, is I would have said it and regretted yeah, it. No. <laughs> Um, so my so yeah, the trial by combat. Uh, we got another sheety. They're all just sheety original. I don't know how we even say that anymore. I never use other shows. Yeah, not yeah, not since season one. So this is a good show. Um, so this is a show about some bad boys. Um, this is a, of the boys anthology. Under the Sauce Boys umbrella, sauce it's boys. like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like the Sauce Boys Cinematic <laughs> sauce Universe, boys the SBCU. Yeah. Uh, so these bad boys, uh, they're always fucking around. They're always egging houses, 
They're always burning bags of dog shit. They're always wearing socks on other people's property. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, is that is that menace? Is that <laughs> where I'm from? Now? You can't be a sock on boy people's... on somebody else's property. Um, they're uh, saucing up old people's porches. Uh, so one day they do a prank on an old scary house. Wait, before you continue, uh, <laughs> what does saucing up an old person's porch you consist of? The <laughs> you're just saucing it up. You know what that means. Come on. Are you talking about like some marinara? Or yeah, like, yeah, what's, yeah, what's going on? We get some. Some of them are Italian. Get some Dijon mustard. <laughs> they're, just, they're just putting all sorts of sauces, sauce flavors on there. Um, so that one day they do a prank on the wrong, the wrong stuff. They do a prank on the wrong house. It's at the end of the block. It's the scary old house that's always at the end of the block. And it turns out that a witch lives there. And uh, the witch curses the boys because they're always doing pranks. And she turns them into squirrels. Um, and that's the, what the title of the show is, Squirrel Boys. <laughs> and, uh, so they have to go around the world collecting the five nuts of virtue. Uh, hidden <laughs> to be turned back into good boys. Uh, and the nuts of virtue can be attained through good deeds. So that's... Uh, so yeah, that's what I, I came I up honestly, with. I honestly, I want to like step into your shoes and just know what goes through your mind. To so much. That shit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm I'm sitting here, just really wishing I wasn't here. <laughs> after that, Dude, after that nut I, like the five nuts of virtue. So like one's Riley Reed, one's uh, they're just good nuts. Danny Targaryen. Um, yeah, but they get the nuts through good deeds, and once they collect the nuts, they have to go back to the witch's house, and then she's like, "You're good boys now." And she turns them back into good boys. But they're bad boys but now. But they're bad boys, yeah. It's yeah, well, because they're, they're, they're wearing people's... socks on other people's property. They're always clogging up the porta potty. Uh, you can't do that shit in the good in, for to be good boys. Uh, all right, I'm down. Boys. I'm down because I want to see what these nuts of virtue are. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing. I didn't. They're all like I feel like the nuts of virtue are attained through deeds, and they're located around they're the like world. Like Yeah, and yeah. once they get the nuts. You want to get the nuts. Like I, I, I see like a Lara Croft Tomb Raider crossover. Oh. You know? Yeah, can you imagine Lara Croft with just five squirrels? Just like, we must get the nuts of virtue. I mean, I'm, I'm here for that. I, yeah, I like, so what is it, Squirrel Boys? Squirrel Boys. All right. B-O-I-S. I'm in. It's better than Legal Jannies, that's for sure. Listen, Legal Jannies was season one. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. We got Brett, who is in law. Yeah. So how about that? Could you pretend to be a lawyer if you're a janitor? <laughs> I think that would last about... Are you a janitor? (laughs) (laughs) That would last about two minutes. That's true. Financially, they're just different... Different tax I brackets. Mean, I mean, you get one brief put in front of you and you're like, (laughs) all right. All right, sir, I'm going to need you to review this contract. Uh, I can clean it. Uh, Is there a mop involved? So, Squirrel Boys, I'm good with it. They'd probably actually be really good with, like, um, the wet floor cases, you know? Slip and falls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I exclusively do slip and falls. I do. I'm great with slip and fall. Undefeated with slip and fall. Uh, that's good All stuff. Right. So great episode. I think um, so. So we're, we'll be doing the next episodes. We'll cover our season five episodes eight and nine. Right? Or are we doing seven and eight? It's eight and nine. Next week is um, season five, episode eight, Hard Home. Episode nine, The Dance of Dragons. And then we're going to cover the Atonement Walk from Mother's Mercy. Right. So, so it's two episodes in a scene. And we'll, you know, we'll fill you in on what you need to know about what happened in the episodes prior. But but then the week the after, crunch. we have a huge episode where we're not doing any coverage of any specific episode. We are mm-hmm. then recapping everything from season five and season six. Nice. Up until the Battle of the Bees. And we'll talk about that more on the on the next episode, so we'll give you guys a briefing on that. But, Brett, it was great to have you on. You Thanks did great, Brett. This Thanks, was fantastic. Guys. Thanks, yeah. guys. You'll have to time. come back. Yeah. You'll be a recurring guest. We're starting to get recurring guests. Mm-hmm. Brendan, Cassie, 
That's Carl's. two. She's coming back next week, so that'll be reoccurring mm-hmm. guest. That'll be official Carl's? reoccurring guest. Yeah. And then Brett, when you come on again, official reoccurring guest. Hell yeah. Clinical depression, official reoccurring <laughs> guest. Uh, so that's it. All right, so uh, Amelia, hit me up. Let's get under my crusty blanket. <laughs> oh my god.